you got to be a chameleon. You know, you do. You got to be a chameleon in, in, in the sense that you have to adjust to who you're working with. Um, you have to adjust and see how they learn, how they, what they want. Um, that, that's the biggest thing, I think, is that you, you have to be able to adjust on the fly and learn what you're getting yourself into. What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Along the Keel, a podcast dedicated to the brands of being built outside. My name is Captain Zach, and in today's episode, I speak with Captain John from Long Island about his app, the Cap app. It's a web-based application that allows captains to connect with people and people to connect with captains. So if you're someone that needs a delivery or if you're a captain that just wants to make some extra cash, the Cap app is for you. Well, in today's episode, we got to chat with John, the founder of the Cap app, talking about his career in the maritime industry, how the Cap app got started, and even diving into some boating basics and, and what to expect as a captain uh, working out there with a variety of different people. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the show. Make sure to check us out on alongthekeel.com and follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. We're constantly posting a lot of great content. And if you could, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. We're trying to really go hard this year with 2021, kicking off to a good start with all these episodes. So reviews help and they get more people like you to listen to the show. As well as sign up for our mailing list. You can go over to our website, sign on up, and check out more awesome content coming to you very, very soon. And with that, I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Along the Keel. Man, it is a frigid one. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> this is uh I was like, of course we get we get this uh we get this dog. I gotta be out here walking him on the leash every hour and a half and I'm yep. out there at five AM freezing. Oh so, my god. I, well I tell you what, um yesterday or today I woke up and there was ice on the creek in the back of my yard. Yeah. And you know, it's salt wool's brackish. It's like a mix of salt and, and, and fresh, but uh, it's not often that you see that freeze, you know, frozen over. And I can only yeah. remember a few times that you could actually walk to the harbor from here, which was too cold for me. <laughs> That's yeah. No way, man. I'm not a, uh, the older I get, the less I like the, uh, the cold up here. I'll tell you. Yeah. Now, will you be running boats uh, this time of year? Are you kind of like you're, if there's something that move, I'll do it. I mean, it's slow, but uh, I mean, last year we moved uh, 36 judge from mm-hmm. Jersey to Connecticut. February, I was down in Miami for a bit for um, the Miami boat show. So yep. that was kind of nice. That was a nice break. And yeah, right. down there. So, and then March uh, started deliveries until you know, the uh, pandemic happened. Yeah, right. So now what were you doing down, down in Miami during the boat show? Uh, I ran some uh, of the sea trials for Jupiter. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then we stayed. We did a photo shoot with their new 41. Yep. So it was a good, good couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when you say, because I'm always curious, like guys that work for companies like Viking, Jupiter, all these big boat manufacturers, is that like a contract agreement that you guys set? Or is it just looking for a guy to run the boat during the boat show type deal? Yeah, I actually got it through one of my buddies. Just uh, he said, hey, these guys, Jupiter, looking for uh, for a sea trial captain. Mm-hmm. And actually for them for the Lauderdale show last year too. I went down there for some of my own business, brought the captain at business mm-hmm. and uh, they had a photo shoot for the whole entire line of boats and they needed someone to run some boats. So I stuck around for five days, ran some boats with them. It was great. Built a relationship. Yeah. And then uh, Miami, they brought me back down to do the sea trials during the show. Yeah. Nothing wrong with sticking around in Miami for an extra five days <laughs> and playing on was, multi-million dollar was, boats. <laughs> 
it was not bad, man. I can't <laughs> complain. You know, I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, how did you kind of, I mean, get into this whole thing? Um, Cause I know everyone has a, has their own little backstory as to how they got into it. I mean, I've always grown up on the water since I was 12. So, you know, working in, in the industry. So how did you get into the industry and then what led you to get into your captain's license? I've been on the water my whole life. I mean, ever since I was a little kid, mm -hmm. um, been on a boat. Right. And then probably at about the age of 14, I started working down at Captree on the Island princess okay. as a deckhand. And I did that pretty much through college and I went to maritime college and got my third mate's ticket. Yep. And from there, it was off to sea for about three years. It was good. <laughs> and then I had an opportunity to come ashore. So I came ashore, worked in a brokerage shop. Mm -hmm. While I was doing that on the weekends, I was running a guy 60 footer out of Long Island here. Yep. Um, that was a that was a really interesting experience. I look back that? on it. I was, I was probably 22. I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, someone said, hey, can you run this guy's boat? And I said, yeah, I can run that boat. I was cleaning it once a week, running it. And um, I look back, you know, at the way that I prepare for a trip or even a day out on someone's boat now versus what I did then. And uh, boy, I had a lot to learn. Yeah. Uh, what do you so, think? And then from there, like, what were the differences oh, now versus, you know, then? Oh, my gosh. Just... <laughs> Just just checking the weather, checking the mm -hmm. tides, making a plan, having a backup plan. What way can I go if, uh, you know, hey, are we going to take the ocean in the morning and we're going to come back, you know, inside during the day or not? Little things like that, you know, calling ahead, making sure it was a dock slip. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, and the guy I was working for at that time was he was really cool. He didn't, you know, he kind of flew by the seat of his pants. And uh, <laughs> You guys are so both I, on I the same page. Yeah, yeah. Some of it was yeah. luck, but um, definitely, you know. And so anyone, you know, any of these, these younger captains now, you just, you got to make sure. And I tell them like, guys, like, you know, what do you got planned for the day? What's going on? And just kind of get in their head that that's what needs to be done. Right. Right. Now, so, when you, you kind of mentioned you went out to sea and then you, you know, got an opportunity to come shoreside. I hear this a lot when guys go to the, you know, maritime, go to the maritime school to get a job right out of college. And then, you know, it, the, the allurement of going to sea it, it seems like, and I could be wrong here. It seems like it kind of wears out a little bit, you know, when you're away from your family for, you know, months and months, was that kind of the same vibe that, you know, I'm getting from you as in this, you were just kind of tired of it or was it like time uh, for a change? A couple of things, you know, I, I got out there. I, I upgraded my license really quick. Mm -hmm. I upgraded my from the third mates, to the second mates really quick because when you take, when you take the third mates test, it's actually the second mates. You just need sea time mm -hmm. to, to get that second mates ticket. Um, there was no second mate jobs around. Oh, so I right. sailed from a year and a half as third mate and I kept in touch with my relief. He sailed for another five years as third mate mm -hmm. and he never actually sailed as second mate. He went, he took his test and he went right, right up to chief mate. Yep. Um, living on long Island, uh, you know, you see a lot of guys, Maine, Florida, mm -hmm. you don't see a lot of long Islanders make a career out of it. And you know, I, I wasn't willing to really leave Long Island, not that you have to, mm -hmm. but I was kind of just looking for something <laughs> a little bit more stable and uh, yeah. something where I was home. And yeah, if if there were some, I, I would have liked to have done it for a couple more years. Yeah. But I definitely didn't want to make a career. Right. Out there. Right. You know, it's funny, like you, you talk about, or I'm sure you kind of know this being in the Northeast is, you know, people from Rhode Island and people from Long Island, they either, they're like, they're born here. They live here and then they die here. <laughs> yep, just, yep. They don't leave the island, even though Rhode yeah. Island isn't really an island, but Long Island, right? Um, so you you kind of move on to getting your 
moving out of the maritime industry and then back into you know something on the shore as uh, at a brokerage selling boats i'm assuming is that what you're doing selling space on a ship yep. oh selling so space still, on a ship okay yep it was still in the maritime field and um yeah it was it was interesting that took us around the world after a year there they mm-hmm. uh, felt i needed to grow up a little bit <laughs> and so they uh we had offices globally and they sent me off to singapore that was really? supposed to be for six months and ended up being about two and a half years wow what was that like yeah. That was a great experience. I met some great people, great friends, uh, people who still keep in touch with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time. She came with me and we just, we traveled, we had fun. It yeah. was really an incredible, incredible time. Yeah, I bet. Now, why, why Singapore? Because obviously that area is very, you know, there's a lot of maritime activity going on over there, but why? Yeah, it's a global, global shipping hub. Okay. So there's just a major concentration of, of shipping companies there. Right. And now when you say you're selling space, on a ship, you're you're literally selling like a like a spot, like a container, a TEU, a, a space I worked for a in car. chemicals, so I I worked with like chemical tankers. So mm-hmm. say if uh, the plastics that made the microphone you were talking into at some point, there was <laughs> yeah. a chemical ship that made those plastics, right? And so they just need to move between China, Houston, anywhere globally. Mm-hmm. Houston to Antwerp, those are just a couple of the main main routes mm-hmm. that you would work with. But um, yeah, and so you would just put together the producer and the ship owner. And help them negotiate a deal and see it through. Right. Now, you brought up kind of an interesting point there is like the microphone that I'm talking to right now came on a ship. You know, the earbuds that you have in your ears came on a ship. The materials that made that jacket behind you came on a ship at some point, right? So, the importance of the maritime community, I feel like kind of kind of gets lost in certain translation a lot of the times, or it just doesn't see the light of day at all because people don't really understand how important it is for having guys at sea sailing and, you know, delivering goods and services up and down the coast and across the world and internationally. So can you kind of speak to that as to like your viewpoint in the importance of the maritime community? Cause it is kind of these, you know, untold stories and, and guys that you really don't hear about, but throughout the pandemic, they were moving, you know, goods and fuel no matter what you know they made sure that your orange juice ended up on your table in the morning like all these things you don't even think about it's tough it's it's a tough line of work um it's it's really hard and i think people don't realize like how things get to i I think it's 90 percent is done by sea Mm -hmm. 90 percent of the transportation so you see the trucks on the highway you see trains but you don't you have no idea because how, how often do you see, I mean, in Rhode Island, you probably see it. If you come over the bridge here, the Robert Moses Bridge in Long Island, and on a clear day, you can see the ships in the shipping channel out right. there. But most people don't see ships going in and out of a port. Mm-hmm. They have no idea. Uh, people, that's how the world goes around. Right. And, you know, I, I feel for these guys who aren't ships during this pandemic. There was a real hard time getting them on and off ships. And I, I think a big thing that people don't realize is the mental health of the person working on the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's like, oh, you're a sailor. You get to work uh, four months on. You get a couple months off. And you probably get all this money in your pocket. And that four months is long, man. <laughs> that four months is really long. And when you, you know, I'm, I've never sailed through a pandemic, obviously. But when you have, uh, you know, you have a crew change coming up. And let's just say, let's say your crew change is in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And you got to fly back to, to the United States. Well, what's going on now? They can't get the people off the ships. Right. If they at the at the height of this, if you wanted to go into Singapore, it's a two week quarantine. Mm. So your your crew change could have cost you a month. Think about it. You know, you had to right. quarantine somewhere for two weeks when you got off the ship, fly, 
quarantine somewhere else for another two weeks, there's a month of your vacation. So if you're four months on, two months off, yeah, you, you already lost your... a month. Yeah, and and that was probably the best case from what I hear for some of these guys. I mean, um, I mean that's definitely somewhere I'm not not dialed into too much, but it was really tough on a lot of these guys, and they had a hard time getting them back and forth. Yeah, I can imagine. And and what a you know you're it's like you're you're on the ship, you want to get home, and it's like one of those position you're in that position where it's just just get me home, please. You know, you, you just check <laughs> out, man. Yeah, <laughs> at some point like you're like. Uh, you just checked out, you know, you're like, yeah, especially if you know your relief, you're like, Hey, uh, did you get your flight? Did yeah. you get your flight? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> you're annoying him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to be at the dock on Thursday at like, like 8am. What do you think? You know? Right. And that's, uh, so yeah. Yeah. So after this transition and in, in, into the brokerage and w- at what point did you come back from Singapore and, and started into the next endeavor? It's probably like 2012. I think we were back, uh, another three years doing the brokerage here stateside. And then it started a family. I just needed a switch in my career. Mm-hmm. And I went into sales and it just, just offered me a lot. Um, going from brokerage into sales was, was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I had a little bit more personal time than I did with the, with the last job. And so I actually went back down to the fishing boats. Oh, interesting. I, I, yeah, I wasn't used to like, I wasn't used to wrapping up work at five o'clock. Right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And so I went back down to the fishing boats. I started working down there and I was just exploring a couple different options at that point. Yeah. I was getting my feet wet in sales. I was doing the fishing boats at night. Like I said, I had a young kid. My wife was staying home. So I was trying to make some extra money. Mm-hmm. And I started exploring from there, getting into a Chick-fil-A franchise. I, I've <laughs> what a, what a world turn right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It was, uh, it was interesting. So I went through the process and at that time I learned that one of the teachers I had in middle school mm-hmm. that he actually had been through it, owned two of them. And, uh, so I, I talked to him for a little bit of guidance and you know, they say everything happens for a reason. Right. So I'm chatting with him. I'm doing my sales job. I'm working on the fishing boat. I wasn't getting a lot of shifts on the fishing boat, just mm-hmm. the way it is. And, um, and so I'm chatting with him one day about, about the application. He says, man, he says, I wish I never left Long Island. He was a Long Island guy. <laughs> And uh, he's telling me when he was younger, he said, I had a boat cleaning business. Yeah. He said, it was great. I wish I pursued it more. And I, a light went off in my head. I'm like, I used to clean boats. I can clean boats. Right. What am I doing? You know, not sure if I'm going to work at night or I could schedule some boats in the evening, get them clean. I could, you know. And so I told my wife this and she said, why don't you get your license back and just run some boats too mm-hmm. on the weekend? And I was like, it's a good idea. Right. Why so not? My, license was in, my license was in continuity at that point. I hadn't used it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a hundred ton license and walked into a shop, said, Hey, I'm going to be a delivery captain. <laughs> do you need a delivery captain? Someone to do lessons? And they said, yeah, we do. Can you be here tomorrow morning? You bet. <laughs> and just like that, that was three years ago, man, it took off. Yeah. And I haven't cleaned a boat. I'll tell you that. Yeah. You haven't cleaned a boat. That's <laughs> funny. You know, I had a similar, um, situation when I moved out to Hawaii and I knew I was going to get a job, right? Cause you're on an Island. There's probably some boats out there and, you know, having my license, I kind of went out there and the first thing I did was similar to you is I went to the local Marine supply store with a six pack of like the local beer. I did a little research. I was like, what's the local beer here? <laughs> and, uh, I plopped it on the front counter and I'm like, so, uh, who needs, who needs some help around here? And uh, they go, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I just got here. So whatever you got. And they pointed me to this guy (laughs) named Bill. And, you know, from that moment on, I had, you know, I started building 
my reputation in the industry. So in an industry where reputation is so, you know, it, it's coveted, right? When, when you're known, you're known. And if you do a good job, you know, that carries you through. 100%. Um, when you were first starting out, what was it like to kind of start building that repertoire up? And, and, and you know, you walk into this place and like, yeah, well, I'll be here tomorrow. What were some of the things that you were doing to really start to kind of build that reputation and solidify yourself in Long Island? Or did you already kind of have a network because you grew up on the island? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say I had a network. It was definitely there was a learning curve, mm -hmm. to be honest, because it was something it was something new. I've ran a boat my whole life. I've sailed on tankers. I ran that guy 60 footer, like I said before. Mm -hmm. But what I was doing now is connecting the experience. Someone just bought a boat. And this marina hired you to deliver that boat to them, to orient them with that boat and get them familiar. Right. So it was it was kind of good, actually, being from having a, a background traveling globally and being in sales. Mm -hmm. You kind of learned to, to work with people from from all walks and, right. and how to keep everyone happy. Mm -hmm. So someone might get their boat and everything might be perfect, but the boat might be a little bit dirty here or something you know maybe something happens mechanically it's a boat they break you know <laughs> and, and this is a thing that that you try to get to people you know is that this is this is part of this is part of it you know right. so you you're hired to make that person's experience a good experience mm -hmm. and there was definitely a learning curve the first few boats i needed to learn the boats that i was delivering mm -hmm. what were I you delivering at the time just smaller, like 30 foot Monterey's, okay. uh, some center consoles, nothing big. I, I really don't run anything big. Mm. Uh, probably the biggest boat I'm running right now is a 50 footer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mainly between that 30 and 50 foot and deliveries and lessons. I mean, as small as 17 feet, right? Cause you get a lot of people in those smaller boats who just, they want to learn how to use the boat. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, if you think about it for, for a boat dealer to tie up one of their sales guys for an afternoon, mm -hmm especially a weekend afternoon or one of their, their mechanical guys, that's some big bucks. Oh yeah. If you've got a sales guy who's not on the floor cause he's doing an orientation. Right. You could have just lost some sales. If you got a guy who's a mechanic, I think the rate here is 160 an hour. Mm -hmm. So that guy could be working and, and making the Marina money. So they hire out a captain. Yeah. And you know, after about, I would say four boats, I got it dialed in. Mm-hmm. So I made a little uh, little sheet that I had, and I just started from the bow, worked my way to the stern, yep. took them through every single option. Uh, obviously, the biggest thing is safety on a boat, and people just have no idea. I mean, you're you're out in the middle of the water. You are that's it. You know, yeah. You're you're the you're the EMT. You're the firefighter. You're the communications. You know, you got to have eyes in the back of your head, yep. and uh, you got to assume that the guy over there on that other boat has had a few drinks and he's not paying attention. Right. You know, and mm -hmm. I, I think that's the biggest thing I stress to people on the water, experienced or not, is is you got to be safe, you got to be aware, and and you have to expect the unexpected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I taught um, boating, and I still kind of do every, you know, not not as frequently as I used to, but um, I was kind of looked at. You know, your boat is your own ecosystem, right? So, like you said, it's I like that. It's you know, you're the fireman, you're the you're the coxswain, you're the guy that ties the line, you're the deckhand, you're everything, right? And as the captain of that boat, whether it's 15 feet or, you know, 300 feet, you got to know what everyone's job is, you know, and, and you kind of have to delegate a little bit. Like if it's you and your wife on the boat, you're like, honey, all right, you're going to be my deckhand today, right? And you kind of work with that. But it was always, 
you know, you, whenever a boat's, you know, whether they're underway and coming towards you, you're, you're always worried about that boat and what they're going to do. And you have to anticipate. For sure. That. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I do a lot of lessons and I always encourage people, you know, who I'm giving a lesson to, mm -hmm. who are you going to be boating with the most? Okay. So if it's a couple, I said, I think it's better if both of you are there. Right. Let's, let's learn how to set the anchor. Let's learn how to, how to get a line off to the dock. Let's mm -hmm. learn how to cast off, get away from the dock. I mean, this way, if you want to yell at each other, you can yell at me and I'll be the <laughs> middleman. But, and, and I just yeah. stress like, just staying calm. You yeah. know, you got to stay calm, stay cool. Yep. And, uh, Hey, if you miss the dock, you miss the dock. You go deal. around, take your time. And you only go as fast as you want to hit something. Right. Everyone laughs at that one, but it's the yeah. truth, man. If you just take your time and, and don't go nuts, you could always fend off. And, and, you know, truth is like today, like everyone's like, oh, camera. And you think people mm -hmm. are going to tape you. If I see someone in a gym man, I run over there and try to give them a hand. Right. We all been there. Mm -hmm. And I think more people need to do that. People do a pretty good job of that. I think in the marinas, but mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people who are new to boating. Everyone started boating somewhere. Yep. So, you absolutely. Know. And, yeah. and it's funny, like, you know, it, it's hard to get that across to people, you know, and they look at guys like you and I and they're like, well, how did you do that so perfectly? Well, it's like, you know, I've been doing this for for 10 years. Like I grew up, yeah. this is I started out with a little tiller drive dinghy and then yeah. now I'm driving your boat. Right. Like the, yeah. all there's it's just repetition after repetition after repetition. I always ask them what they do for work because mm -hmm. they, they got to do right if they're affording a boat and affording a captain and i like that you know and i say you probably do that a lot better than i ever could you right. know and they, you just kind of got to put it in perspective for them yeah that it just takes time and they didn't they weren't they didn't come out and they were awesome at it it took them mm -hmm. years to hone their craft absolutely and then so, that's a great way to put it is is honing your craft like reps behind the wheel time spent on the boat time spent on the mm -hmm. water you know and and just knowing you know, tides and currents and wind wave action and how it all yeah. reacts to the boat and how you're going to react to it. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've come into a dock and, you know, all of a sudden the crosswind kicks up and you're like, ah, great. And then you're getting blown away. Right. And the, the key is not to panic. It's not to think of, oh, well, what if it's just to do what you can at that moment and react to it. And if you have to come out of the dock and reset, then do it, then reset. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know? I always tell people when they, they start, they get to feel that wind and they're like, oh man, I'm like, you got to make the wind your friend. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's no other way. I equate the wind to that one, uh, that one family member always comes on the holidays. Yep. They drink your booze, <laughs> they eat your food, they lay on your couch. You can never get rid of them. Right. You know, and that's just, that's it. You got to deal with them. You got to deal with the wind when you're on the boat. You got to deal with the tide. You look at it and you say, how do I make this help me? Right. How do I make it my friend? That's right. it. If you, if you start getting flustered and you, you start losing your cool, <laughs> you know, you just, I, I can't stress it enough, man. Yeah. Just keep it cool. Yep. You miss a slip, you miss a slip. It's all right. Right. As long as you so, don't smash into anyone else's million dollar. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. 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 That little caveat. There. Yeah. There's always a little so, caveat, but yeah, so, of course, you know, you're, you're kind of moving through this process of, you know, getting up to what would then become the idea of the captain app, you know, in, in. All of a sudden, you're you're working in the water. You're back at it again. You're you're a captain. How did this idea of connecting other captains with people, you know, and doing exactly what you're doing now? How did that kind of come to fruition? And then, at what point were you executing on that and really going for it and creating this platform? I saw it when uh, in in the first year that mm -hmm. I'm so again. I just finished my third season. We're going on season four here, doing this. I saw it in the first year. I saw people. You know, when, when you said, oh, you know, we hired a captain for you and they're on a small boat. They mm -hmm. say, 
I can get a captain. Yeah. People, I don't know why there was, I just saw like a misconception that they couldn't have a captain on a small boat, you know? And, and so I ran a couple charters and people were like, this is great. You mm-hmm. know, when I say charter, I mean, I ran their boat for them so they could just enjoy the day. Right. Um, and people were just, you know, you saw the light go off in their head. Mm-hmm. What was happening, I was getting double booked on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And I was, how do I, how do I, how do I get this to where other people, other captains can get to work? Right. That's really, that's really it. I mean, for the guys who want to work, I want to find a way to help get them to work. Mm-hmm. And there's opportunities out there. And maybe, maybe everyone doesn't have the background that I'm lucky enough to have, where I have the sales, I have the dealing with people. I have just so much I feel like. And when you're your own business, you know it. You're the finance team. You you're are the marketing it. team. <laughs> you are, you know. And no one's you're calling. everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you got to figure it out. And so, so, so maybe some people aren't as great as marketing themselves, but maybe they're fantastic captains, mm-hmm. you know, down by us, we have fire Island. So long, I, I live on the South shore of Long Island okay. and fire Island's a barrier Island across the bay. And there's a lot of bars, restaurants. And so the, the, the people like where I really see the captain app being used for some of these guys is people want to run across there with their friends. They want to have a good night. They want to have some drinks. They don't want to run the boat right. or maybe, scared to run the boat at night because they're just not used to it mm-hmm. anything like that right hop on there what's a they're going to spend a couple hundred bucks going out to dinner running the boat it's you know they're hire a captain right get, get home safe what's what's the big deal mm-hmm. right and you tell them people like wow that's one of the most popular trips we've had so far right it's just people wanting to go out to dinner wanting to go for an evening cruise and wanting to entertain their friends. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing that people don't get when they're running a boat. They just get a boat and they're like, this is a lot of work. Mm. It's a lot of work to run the boat. Yeah. It's a lot of work to to pay attention, see where you're going, what's going on, keeping track of everyone else. And you know how it goes. All your friends have a couple of drinks in you. And the and next thing you know, they're getting wild and you're sitting there steering. Right. Yep. It's, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so, it's, a, it's funny. There is a misconception when you buy a boat that, all of a sudden nothing matters, right? Oh, there's mm-hmm. no rules. There's no law. It's just, oh, we just go yeah, out right. there and float around. And you and I both know that's far from the truth, right? And then not yeah. only that, but when you do break down or if something does bad happen, like you're in the middle of the ocean or you're in the middle of a bay, you know, you can't just yeah. step out and, and go to shore. So having that that person on the boat that knows what they're doing and that can take you home and it's kind of like your rent a bus driver, right? Yeah. For your For your own personal boat. It's a, it's, and, and yeah, I get you're right. It's like, a there's idea. a whole slew of things why people would, uh, I get hired a lot to just transport boats back mm-hmm. and forth from out east to, to back where I live. Right. And there's some parts of the, if you're running the boat inside, there's some parts of the bay people don't want to cross if they haven't been through there. Right. It changes, the changes rapid, you know, you're running through two or three feet of water. Yeah. And that, that makes people uncomfortable. So that's another spot where people just want, they want to take a trip. They're not comfortable taking that trip. They want to make a run somewhere, do something fun, exciting with their family hire a captain to get you through those parts you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Now, right. you, you know, cause you look at it one way, Oh, I gotta, I gotta pay for something else. Not the way to look at something when you have a boat, mm-hmm. you know, you have a Definitely boat, not. you're, you're <laughs> going to spend money. Yep. That's, you know, hundred percent. But if you take that chance, you're not comfortable. You run the boat aground. Your wife has a bad experience. Your kids have a bad experience. The boat's broken. Your vacation's ruined. And I'm not saying it's not going to happen with someone else aboard, mm-hmm. but your chances are are much greater at right. succeeding at what you want to do. And people just, you can kind of relax a, a little bit and, and learn. I've had a lot of people where they want you to come for the run 
out mm-hmm. and they'll make the run back themselves. And I, I tell people like, look, I'm not here to lay a course line for you on your GPS or right. track line. You know, you, you pay attention and, and see and listen to what I'm telling you. It's going to make sense. And there's some people, I get a lot of guys who really do want to learn mm-hmm. and that's nice. And they ask the right questions when you're going and it's good to see. Yeah. Now are, are there are a lot of these when you're going out, do they become lessons inadvertently? Because I've, I've done it where you take someone out for a charter and then all of a sudden they want to kind of pick your brain a little bit. Like, how do you delineate that? Because I'm always the type of guy where I just like to, I just like to share. Like, I just like educating. Yeah. I, so if someone asked me a question, I'd be like, sure, come on up here. You want to take the wheel? Like, that's just me. Are, yeah. Is this, but then at some point that becomes kind of detrimental to the actual, the sale or the, the work of the captain, right? Because if you're, you're teaching this person that's a totally different price point than whether you're gonna you know just take them from a to b right it, it really depends on on what i'm doing mm-hmm. if i'm doing um if i'm doing transport you know a to b mm-hmm. obviously you like to get it there as quickly and safely as possible so you can get on to the next one right um i tell people like i got some people oh well i want i want you for the day i want to learn a little bit but i want to bring my friends i want to mm-hmm. cruise i want to and i i'm just honest with them i said you know what if you want to meet me at the boat a little bit early, we can do a lesson. Mm-hmm. But if you got your friends on, you got ten people on the boat, it's going to be really tough to to teach you and, and learn, especially if you're if you're drinking, right? Which most people are in that case. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like to separate the two. I don't mind sharing. I, I enjoy sharing. Mm-hmm. You know what's going on, what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And a lot of the times, if I'm running the boat for someone, you'll find like their guests have a lot of questions. Right. Hey, what are you doing with that? Why are you doing that? What's and that's fine. I, I, I enjoy uh, sharing it and telling them why mm-hmm. and what's going on. Um, I, I just, you know, over time, you've getting more, you get more comfortable with how to deal with people and see what they're looking to get out of the experience. Right. You know, you know, if they say, hey, we're going to do a lesson and go after the day, I, I can tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you might not want to hear my answer. Right. But um, I'm comfortable enough to share it with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, and I, I think that's a, that's a big thing is that people need to be comfortable telling, you know, the owner, hey, this is what's going to happen. Right. You know, and, and some people get a little bit uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. So you're you've you're kind of creating this platform. What has gone into like the logistical side of you actually building the platform out for guys like me to then sign up and and get, you know, work? Right. I mean, there's this whole we could talk about the nuts and bolts of, you know, running a boat all day. Right. But but then there's this whole side of it is like, well, how do you connect these guys like what was your point at it was like all right i have this idea but how do i put it into practice countless hours <laughs> countless hours man um it's it's been a learning experience the whole way when you think you got something dialed in you figure out that you don't mm-hmm. and you think something's gonna work or you know i, I thought i was gonna walk around hand out some cards and people are like that's a great idea and yeah, it's just right. gonna catch on yeah nice try <laughs> um wishful so, thinking <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and it was just, it was an evolution, you know, at first I, I saw that, you know, and you'll see, I'm, uh, do you do your own social media? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You know? It's a lot of work. <laughs> so at one point I said, all right, you know, I'm just, I wasn't being consistent with my social media. So I hired someone to do the social media. It mm-hmm. was great. Um, that person did a fantastic job, but it didn't create any conversions. Mm. That was the, okay. So we adjust, what do we do? Uh, got to the point where I have a guy doing marketing for me now, mm-hmm. and he is incredible. 
and it's it's creating conversions. Mm. So I think it's just little, you know, it takes time. You said, geez, I wish I would have known this three years ago. Right. But you learn the lessons along the way of what it takes to to build something and see which way it goes mm-hmm. and what really gets results and what doesn't get results. But the one thing that's always consistent is you get out of it what you put into it. Mm-hmm. So there's times where, you know, I'm, you know, I've gotten discouraged. I'm like, oh, man, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and yeah. I've listened to a few of your podcasts. I, I, I might have heard that theme uh, with a couple other people or, yep, of course. you know. And I think anything you listen to is someone who's trying to create something that that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you do. You got to just you got to just keep on grinding, keep on grinding, and just keep on putting in the time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nights spent out in my office out here, you know, till late hours, just just pumping away on the keyboard with no results. Right. And I know you that just point. have to show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's it's brutal. Yeah. You know, you feel defeated, and just when you get like when you get a win all of a sudden something else comes up and just, mm-hmm. just knocks you back on your butt. Right. So that's the hardest thing. Um, telling the story, having guys understand how it works. And, you know, if, if I get someone's ear for two minutes, they're usually sold on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's the other thing. I think you just got to constantly be talking about it. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. Even if that person isn't going to use it, this is what I'm doing. Because all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? My buddy's a captain. Let me give you, you know, yeah. and, and that's to the extent that I go like signing up, I've, I've got about 110 captains listed up and down the coast right mm-hmm. now. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty, that's, uh, that's quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, uh, but it's to the, you know, like if, if someone said, here's my buddy's number, he's a captain. Like I will call that guy and just tell him, Hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you think? You want right. to sign up? You have nothing as a captain. You have nothing to lose to sign up. If you right. don't, if the job doesn't match up with your day, you're busy that day. You ignore the email. Yeah, that's it. it doesn't cost you a thing. Right. So yeah, the the key here is that it's you know it's, it's not going to be the people who have regular captains who are going to be hiring captains off of here. They maybe they will, um, but mainly I see it's the people who want lessons. It's the people who want transport. Mm-hmm. It's the people who want that one off. They run their own boats. But they might like a night off. They might want to surprise their friends. Hey, guys, guess what? I hired a captain for us tonight. We're going to, uh, and it's got a certain, you what? Yeah. yeah right. All right, right. Let's go and have a great time. Yeah, that's a know? good point. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and so it's kind of a, it's kind of a treat. Yeah. So will they be repeat customers? I'm sure. Like you'll get people like that two or three times a season. And, you know, they, they, they come back. So it's, was it's there, working. Was there like a challenge? Cause you talk about, you know, being in your office, banging away, were you the one creating this platform or were you like getting help from other people or how is this all kind of coming together? I am not a technology guy. Okay. Yeah. No way, man. Um, I had one of, uh, one of, one of my good buddies. He's a, he's a technology guy. Yep. And so he built the platform for me. Okay. And then like you mentioned challenges and everyone has one, right? We all sure. kind of go through them. What was one that kind of stuck out to you that was like, all right, well, maybe I'm going to wave the white flag on this one, but then you push through and you kind of saw it to the end. And now, obviously, you know, you had 110 guys up and down the coast. So you're doing something right. So was there something that really stuck out to you? Getting the owners to sign up hmm. was is harder than getting the, the captain. Why do you think that Telling is? The- I honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with marketing. Mm-hmm. I think people will go onto Google, type in how to hire a captain, and they'll come up whatever comes in that first six. Um, so just being out there and being in front of everyone, mm-hmm. you know, I, I could tell you the difference that I'm seeing with with solid marketing. 
it's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have had results from handing out my card to people. The problem is if you build that relationship, if you deliver somebody's boat, they want, Hey, you know what? I want captain John, right? Oh, you're not available. Okay. Can we do it next weekend? And that's fine. I I love the work. I I never turn work down, but the goal here is to put other guys to work. Mm -hmm. Right. So that, that was the biggest thing was just getting that first trip. And then you get that first trip and something goes wrong on the website. Yeah. Cause a website is like a boat, especially one that moves like this, because it, the way it works is that if you were a boat owner, you mm-hmm. would sign up, you'd make your request. Hey, I want to go out to dinner tonight. You put in your time that you want to leave rough time. You want to come back what you want to do. That goes out to the captains that are closest to your, to your area where you're okay. leaving from. They can look at it. They could say, eh, and they don't have to do a thing if they don't want to, if they don't want to work on it or they could put a bid in. Hey, so maybe let's say three captains come back. Right. The owner can look at them, look at their experience. And he gets to pick which captain he wants. Hmm. Boom. So he books Captain John. Okay. There we go. Uh, it's, it's an, yeah, it is. It really, so, but the point is there's a lot of moving parts back mm-hmm. and forth, back and forth. And um, so that's another area where it's like, you get a little, like, like I said, you take a step forward, then you're two steps back. You get a little bit of success. Mm-hmm. Boom. Knocks you back on your butt. And the changes that you make to the website, you update the website. All of a sudden, another trip comes and, and something. So, something you know, you just kind of got to, yeah, yeah. You got to keep on grinding, man. It's, yeah. it's really, those are some of the biggest challenges I think is that cause you feel great. You're like, all right, I got to win. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you're like, oh man, how am I going to get through this part? Right. Right. So, and, and not only that, but like you get a win and then all of a sudden, I don't know if I feel, I, I feel this way as sometimes is you get a win and then you're like, all right, well that was fun for like five minutes. And then you're like, well, where's the next one? You know, and it's become yeah. like this little addiction. Um, what are I got one? Of, why can't I get five in a day? Exactly, right? exactly, exactly. And then you get five, and they're like, "Why can't I get 10? You know, it's just and why stop there? Why stop there? Right? Um, what has there been some of the success stories of you know captains using it, getting jobs, and then being like, "All right, man, this is this is a no brainer. Like, why didn't this exist ten years ago?" I'm not up to that point yet. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I do have a couple, couple guys like right now I'm, I'm pushing hard in Florida, obviously. Right. Uh, I got a bunch of guys listed down there and, um, it's, there's no shortage of captains down there. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, the quality of them, and, <laughs> and if you can hear some stories Yeah. and, um, you know, that's the other thing that the site allows you to do is that, you know, the, the owner can rate the captain. Right. So if you go to book a captain, you could see what kind of a background they have. Eh, this guy, you know, he doesn't, and I use an anchor system instead of a uh, star. Mm-hmm. So they get five anchors. They're doing pretty good. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can, you can get a feel, you know? And if, you know, I, I tell the captains there's a spot from the right about themselves. Mm-hmm. So maybe one guy might be, you know, Hey, I'm really only into fishing. I'm not a teacher. So if you're looking for someone to give you lessons, that's not the guy you're going to book. Right. But you get a guy down there who's a, you know, he's a veteran. He's a Coast Guard veteran. Uh, he's got 20 years on the boat. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, got all his right qualifications. And you see it in his profile. He's, you know, that guy's got the heart of a teacher, right? Right. And I'm just using that as an example. I'm not saying anything leads up to that. But some people have that the patience to teach and other people don't. Some people just love to fish. and Sure. You know, other guys just want to run charters and cruise. Yeah. Now, what do you think kind of like, what are some of the characteristics that you find? Because you mentioned two very distinct types of people there, right? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I really enjoy the teaching part, but, you know, talking like going fishing, I love to fish, but fishing's like my thing. You know, that's like my time to go out and do my own thing. Um, yeah. 
so what do you think are some of the characteristics that really kind of make a good captain and a good candidate for, you know, the captain app? You got to be a chameleon. <laughs> yep. You know, you do. You got to be a chameleon in, in, in the sense that you have to adjust to who you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to adjust and see how they learn, how they, what they want. Um, that, that's the biggest thing, I think, is that you, you have to be able to adjust on the fly and learn what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. I, I delivered a boat last year. It was a pure chaos. It was a small <laughs> boat. It was 22 feet. This family was screaming at each other. Cursing really? at each other. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, you guys, I stopped the boat. You guys, you guys got to calm down. Everyone's got to, this is how we talk to each other. <laughs> Are they Italian? Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine what Sunday dinner is like over there. But, um, you know, and, and that's how it went for the rest of the day. I wasn't happy about it. I was, you know, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I did my job. I got them to learn how to dock their boat. Yep. I couldn't wait to get off that boat. Yeah. You know, and so that's, you can't lose your cool. You just got to kind of keep your cool. You got to, you know, as long as everything's safe, it's, you just kind of move forward. Right. So I think that's probably one of the biggest things is that, you know, if you're taking someone's family out and, you know, they got kids, you know, you got to, you got to work with the kids. You got to make sure that, you know, you're there to run the boat, keep everyone safe, but you, you're kind of a host in in the sense that you're making sure everyone has a good time. Yeah. You know, that's a really great point because whenever I was out on the boat, teaching people or, or even mm-hmm. doing a delivery, you really are as much as you are a captain, I would say I'm in the entertainment business, you know? Yeah. And, and <laughs> you know, when I'm in, when I was out in Hawaii running boats and doing charters, it's, it's not running the boat. That's the most important part. I mean, granted, obviously safety is always at, you know, the paramount, yep. but you know, unless you can really entertain your customer or your clientele, they're not going to come back. Right. And then you're not no. going to even be able to run the boat. So as much as you are, you know, concerned about safety and, you know, the logistics of the boat and everything, you really are an entertainer, you know, and you have to be able to have this communication with the customer that wants them to come back, but also, you know, you can build a relationship with. And I think that's so important is, you know, I've worked in sales too. So having that sales background is really being able to connect with people and talk with people. You got to learn your customer and learn your customer quick mm-hmm. for sure and understand what they want. You know, some people will look at it and uh, I got one guy who was like, how come we're going so slow? Mm-hmm. You know, he wants you to run the <laughs> it open. Right. And you got other customers. If that was me, if that was my boat, I'd be like, what's this captain doing? Beating the crap out of my boat. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, you just got to learn what your, what your customer wants. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had one captain where, you know, the customer said to me, Hey, th- this guy, he's not for us. Mm. Okay. And I said, all right. I don't ask my, I tell like my customers from just, just the customers that I handle on my own, not in the app. Right. Um, if, if that comes to a point where like one of my guys is running a boat for him and Hey, he's, he's not for us. I don't need to know why mm. that's fine. He's not for you. Don't worry. You won't have him back. Right. You know, if they want to share with me why that's fine. Yep. You know, I had one, the family said, Hey, you know, the experience wasn't, wasn't about like the family that day. It was just kind of like, Oh, let's run the boat and get it to where it's got to go. Yeah. Um, I'm not about that, man. Um, you know, if the family's on board and everyone's having a good time, that's, that's the way it needs to be. Yeah. Well, as much as it is a job, right. It's, it's something that you got to love and you got to really enjoy being out on the water. You know, it's, it's very rare to find guy. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's always going to be guys out there that are, you know, just there for being able to run the boat and make some quick cash. But 
for me at least, and I, I think you're kind of the same way is you got to enjoy the ocean. You got to be enjoying, you know, being out of the water and, and catching fish and into conservation and into talking with people and building relationships and kind of sharing, you know, your, your love for the water. Because a lot of the times these people that come out on the boat or just buy a boat, they have no idea what it's like out there, right? They have yeah. no idea how important a striped bass is, right? And why we should, you know, keep them around. Why there's a slot fish. Right, exactly. And, and, <laughs> and you know, the importance of, you know, the wind and the tide and the current, not only from the perspective of you running your boat, but, you know, I guess you can kind of get a little bit spiritual about it, you know, and, and, and say like, this is, you know this is my connection to the, to the earth and to the water. Right. That's I, I had a customer, one of the guests threw a cup overboard. I shut the boat down, turned it around. What are you doing? <laughs> so you going back to pick up that cup. What do you mean? What are you doing, man? You're in my backyard. You're not yeah. throwing that in the water, yep. you know, or why are we stopping to pick up a balloon? Yep. Why not? You know, I mean, uh, when I take my kids to the beach, I was telling them you leave with uh, a little bit more than what you came with mm-hmm. in the sense that you, you pick up, uh, unfortunately, after all the other slobs out there. Yep. <laughs> but um, I think what you were just talking about, though, is a good point. Because just because you might be a captain and you're not an entertainer, mm-hmm. hey, that's the perfect guy who's a transport captain. You right. know, he's good at what he does. He gets it on time, A to B, safely, and the boat's in, in 100% shape. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I got a couple guys like that who said, hey, you know what, John, I'll do transport. I don't want to do lessons. I don't want to do that's that's perfect because when the job request comes out, they're not going to be filtered out, but they're going to say, Hey, that one's a transport job. All right. I'm going to bid on that. Right. Or Hey, this family day out. I'm not going to bid on that. I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. And that's, that's the kind of, that's the beauty of it. Really. It's, I, I mean, I don't know how many days a week you're working up there in the summer, mm-hmm. but there's a couple guys out here, you know, think, uh, you know what? I want to fill that, that fifth or sixth day of my week. Right. Sure. There you go. You just fill the day, made a great day's pay on the water on someone else's boat having a good time you really can't beat it it's the best boat yeah. someone else's boat that's what that's, i would that's say that's <laughs> yep someone always, john what's your favorite boat someone else's someone else's boat because that's it it's man. not your gas it's not your boat something breaks and you didn't do it it's probably their problem yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything breaks man yeah at, uh, at some point or another it's so a boat that's, right that's for sure yeah but so john so, we're can kind of um you know as we kind of bring the ship into port where are where does the future lie for the captain app? You know, like, where do you kind of see this going? Do you see this nationwide East coast? I mean, obviously you kind of want to have as many people on there, but you want to have quality candidates, right? You want to have quality sure. customers. You want to have a reputation out there similar to the reputation that you've built on Long Island, just in your own little niche and community. So how are you doing that with the captain app and where do you kind of see this taking you? Well, I mean, I'm going with the two sp- two spots I sort of know right here, and that's the Northeast mm-hmm. and, and Florida. There's definitely a big demand for it. Um, we're going to work our way down the coast and definitely a nationwide thing. I'm not too eager to push that expansion just yet, uh, only because, like I said, there's certain challenges I want to iron mm-hmm. out. And just like the name of it, the Captain app, I would like to get it into an actual app right now, just a mobile-friendly web application. Yep. Um, everything, as we know, cost dollars to get there <laughs> all in and good time right that's it and so so i would say that you know we're, we're kind of on the tail end of proving what we thought would work is mm-hmm. working and from there we're just going to continue to expand uh captain by captain customer by customer right so it's it's not easy um and then after that really from these day trips i think the the next obvious spot for it is going to be permanent placements mm. 
So I, I've had a few requests for permanent placements. So that's kind of an area that I'm working on on there for uh, people to work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's cool to see that you're getting already requests for things. That's kind of know when you, you know, that's when you know people are, they want more, right? And that's that's yeah. always a good sign. So then where can people find out about the Captain app and learn more about you and what you got going on? And, and, and if they want to rent a Captain, how can they do it? Oh, man. <laughs> thecaptapp.com. Okay. C-A-P- app the um we have a instagram the app and facebook the app and uh yeah i mean hey my phone number is on there i always tell people if you want to ask something you want to call me yeah. that's it you can get it i'm happy to share it with you awesome so any captains out there looking for a little bit of extra work or just just to see what's going on like i said it doesn't cost you a thing to sign up for you know that's that's really you just put your info in and you'll start receiving updates. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're in Narragansett Bay, I'll be on the app. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Captain Zach, man. That's right. Well, so, cool, man. Well, it was great awesome. having you on the show. It was awesome being able to learn all about you, John, your background, as well as the background of how the Captain app started. So thanks again for being on. Thanks, Zach. Thank you for having me. Thanks for doing the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Along the Keel. It was great being able to chat with John and learn all about the Cap app, where it's going, how it came to be, and uh, what, what he has planned for the future. So one of the big takeaways that I think I had from this episode was, you know, the, the time spent and the persistence, you know, and what it takes to really be able to create something from scratch that doesn't exist, right? There's those long nights that John talked about. There's those days that you're away from your family and, you know, it's that sacrifice. So... You know, John, uh, props to you, man. Really, I'm excited for everything that has to come with the Cap app. I'm going to sign up. So if you're someone out there that needs a boat delivered for uh, in Narragansett Bay and you want to uh, meet me, go ahead and uh, find me on the Cap app. I'll be there. So with that, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the show. Make sure to check us out on Facebook.